the big news um, today is that the Deshaun Watson suspension has been handed down. And just to, to lay out the particulars of this, uh, the uh, judge, former judge Sue Robinson, handed down a six-game suspension to Deshaun Watson. Um, the uh, the some of the <laughs> some of the the clauses in the suspension are kind of interesting. He has to he has to arrange all his massages through the team, and I guess have them done at the team facility, which is probably a smart thing to do. Um, obviously, if he runs afoul of the law, that would reopen things. But the big thing is six-game suspension, which it sounds like a lot of people see as uh, less than what, well, certainly a lot less than what the league wanted in this case. The league wanted a full season. So I guess along those lines, John, my first question is, do you think the league is going to appeal this? Well, they should because the NFL is getting ripped all over the country by men and women. Six games, same as DeAndre Hopkins, who had a substance abuse violation. The same as Alvin Kamara, who got in a fight with a guy at the Pro Bowl. And so it's preposterous to me when you think about Watson is unprecedented in the history of sports at any level. And he gets less than miles. I think what did miles Garrett do for swinging his helmet, trying to hit, uh, uh, was it Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. I don't he, recall. And, and so it's just ridiculous. And I'm guessing Roger Goodell if the league appeals, it's weird. The league has decide when to appeal. They have three days. Yeah. And then they go to Goodell or someone he designates. So if he makes it, say, eight games, why the hell did they go through Robinson? Why didn't he just say eight games other than it's in a collective bargaining agreement? And if the union and Watson don't like what Goodell does, if indeed he lengthens it, they'll go to federal court. Well, the problem with that. As Tom Brady found out on the flight gate, federal court judges don't want to mess with stuff like this. They got real life to mess with. And they'll say, refer back to the collective bargaining agreement. So, well, you guys collective bargained this, this uh, circumstance, and so you got to abide by it. So I thought, sure, it would be at least 10 originally for, I thought it would be a season. Then there was leaks about it was going to be indefinite. But you know, Sean, Watson and his people are breathing a huge sigh of relief because I guess you could call this a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> something I got to so, tweet that. Something that something that uh, you do. You do. Yeah. No, something that Rusty Harden knows. Uh, he, he, he explained very well on Payne and Pendergast one day. Not illegal. It's not a crime, John. It's not a crime <laughs> to request one. Um you know, John, it's funny. I don't know if you read the um, if you read Sue Robinson's explanation yet on uh, how she arrived at the suspension. It's a it's a really interesting read because it's about 15 pages. It's a pretty quick read as legal documents go. But she lays out the NFL is basically saying there's three prongs of the personal conduct policy that Deshaun Watson violated sexual assault endangering somebody else and basically sullying the integrity of the league. And Sue Robinson laid out each of those things. And at the end of each of those, she said the NFL has proven their case in this, this, and this, that Deshaun Watson did all of these things. And at that point is when she issues the punishment. And if you read the document up to that point, the way it reads, you sit there and go, well, she is about to just waylay Deshaun with a huge suspension here. Like, there's nothing in those first 11 pages that reads well for Deshaun Watson. But her rationale basically was that 
the NFL's precedent for punishment for this sort of thing, non, they, she calls it nonviolent as opposed to violent sexual assault, that basically she basically accuses the NFL as kind of, of kind of making up the rules as they go and wanting to issue a full season suspension. So I do wonder if I do wonder how if they're going to appeal and if they do appeal the NFL to Goodell, what's going to happen here? Because it's almost like Sue Robinson in this document it almost reads like she's begging the NFL to appeal, but she has to look at it through a legal lens and her legal lens has to bring into account precedent and, you know, uh, consequence. There's a lot of legalese that she uses in explaining it, but the bottom line was the deficiency seemed to be in the menu of punishment for the NFL, not their ability to prove that Deshaun did things. They proved that to her at least acceptable enough to where she believed all three of those things. I think that, uh, he got off lightly Mm -hmm. and I think she did a lot of women a disservice with her decision of six games because sexual violence, it almost seems like she's underplaying what the women accused him of doing. And, and she read, I'm sure she read the transcripts of the lawsuits and, and uh, I just, I thought it was just uh, regrettable that she made the ruling she did. Yeah, well, so we'll see. The NFL, as you point out, John, has three days to to appeal this. And then if they do, it'll be two days after that that Goodell issues a decision. So um, it, we, this this has a potential to still be in our lives here for at least another week or so. I guess just looking at, John, how it affects both of these teams, I don't know how closely – well, I'm, I'm guessing you – knowing you, I know you've looked at it very closely. But what the Cleveland Browns' schedule is for those first six games – <laughs> They got off lightly. Deshaun got off lightly with the punishment, and the Browns are getting off lightly based on what the schedule maker did for them. Their first four games are against Carolina, the Jets, the Steelers, and the Falcons. Those are four of the bottom 10 teams in the NFL in the Super Bowl odds heading into the season. The other two games Deshaun would miss would both be home games against the Chargers and the Patriots, who are significantly better than those first four teams, but neither of them are Super Bowl favorites. The Chargers didn't make the playoffs last year, and the, the Patriots got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Four of the six games are at home. Four of the six games are against bad football teams. Only one of the games is in the division, and it's against the Steelers, who are viewed as the fourth best team in that division. I mean, not only did Deshaun get off lightly personally, the Browns got off lightly as a team, in my opinion. Uh, Jacoby Brissett ought to be able to go three and three. You know, the Browns are loaded, Sean. They got talent on both sides of the ball. They got a great pass rush, great secondary, good linebackers, good offensive line, great running game, good enough receivers. And I'll be interested, as everyone will, when he comes back, how much time it takes him to be, say, the Deshaun Watson we knew here, as opposed to the quarterback who's missed a season in six games. And it might end up being eight games or more. We don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad he's going to be available for the game against the Texans at Energy Stadium. Yeah, it would appear. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that's I think a lot of Texan fans were rooting for a full season suspension because of the first round pick that the Texans have in 2023, but that, that, that you're right. For a, a home schedule, it doesn't have a ton of juice to it and it's not a very good football team. So the juice factor on the games is going to diminish as the season goes on um, to have that game in early December with Deshaun coming back to NRG, certainly good for season ticket holders that, you know, are looking to actually recoup some of their costs. You know, at least there, there's one ticket in December there that might end up being a, being a, 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 a hot ticket here. So, so there is that, you know, we had Nick Casario on this, uh, 
this morning, John, on uh, on Monday morning on Payne and Pendergast. And he sat down in that chair with us just as this news got announced, the six-game suspension to Deshaun. And, of course, we asked him about it. We didn't ask him, what do you think of the six games? You know, that's not his place to really comment on that. But I asked him, basically, is this something that you've been keeping tabs on because it affects you guys? You know, it affects your first-round picks. And he said, no, you know, we pretty much moved on the day that we traded Deshaun Watson, and, and we'll worry about the draft when the draft rolls around. Do you believe, Nick? Absolutely not. I don't believe most of what comes out of Nick's mouth. It's that Patriot way. Of course they're watching it. I talk to people over there keeping a close eye on it because it does affect the next draft and the draft after that. So, no, I didn't believe that. Yeah. All right. So that that puts a bow on Deshaun Watson. And certainly as we roll on here on the Utopia Football Podcast, we're going to be doing a couple episodes a week. So who knows, by the time we do the episode that drops later this week, um, maybe an appeal's been filed at that point. 